0: Alright,
1: welcome to Against the Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here. I'm here with Master Tate Frazier, working the boards. He's the CEO of Against
2: All Odds. What's happening, Tate? Not too much, Sal. Happy to be here. Uh, gotta talk about college basketball, so I'm happy to join the broadcast this week. Gonna be a good one.
1: Yeah, you're gonna make us sound smart, I hope. <laughs> I hope. Even though you root for a team that kind of blew it last night, huh? The Tar Heels?
2: Tough one down the stretch. I mean, they had a moment. Uh Kobe White that shot right on the, you know, it, it's game of inches, right on his fingertips. Uh and and yeah. if it goes in, maybe things are different, but uh Virginia, they just own Carolina at this point. It's uh it's a known thing. And Jordan was in the building and things haven't really gone well with Jordan as of late, but uh against Duke, yeah. 20, last time he was there when he said the ceiling was the roof, Carolina did win. So, we got that one. That was it. That's all we got. Speaking of Jordan, here's my Michael Jordan. It's actually the 3 of them. They're on the line right now. My gurus of gambling, my barons of betting,
1: my wizards of wagering, the degenerate trifecta, Brother Bri, Harry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Oh, well, I mean, we're, we're free of football, I guess, in a way, except this AAF stuff came back, or came back, and we came, came to fruition finally uh, last weekend. It seems like there's one or two decent teams that are worth watching, and then the other five or six or seven, I don't know, are not worth Or Maybe none of them are worth watching. Maybe I was just excited about football being back. But other than that, what do we have? We have basketball. We have college. As, uh, as Tate mentioned, we're going to go over March Madness winners. We're going to go over All-Star Weekend, our best bets. We're going to uh, take a ride on Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. We've got a lot to cover and dip into the mailbag. But before I discuss any of that, I want to get to Harry is here. Harry, you are uh you're double dipping here. You were on you were on uh Joe House, our friend Joe House's podcast today, right?
3: Yeah, I was on uh the yeah, great guy. We had a good time talking about uh the golf from this past weekend. We uh threw a little Tony Romo talk in there, and let me just tell you, believe it or not, all good. I've, I've conceded my demise or disdain for Whoa. him and he, he just gets away he, he does everything great he does everything perfect he's calling plays he's at Super Bowls. he's hitting shots off hospitality 10 six inches from the cup <laughs> you know me and joe had a great time talking about that we picked uh some other winners for this week of the golf tournament you were at last year mm-hmm. uh the genesis open there in la and then uh we're talking uh who's going to win majors uh, this year, who we think's is going to win a major this year.
1: I'm going to have to listen back to it, because even though you just said it right now, I, I find it hard to believe you spoke more than even a minute of uh, saying anything nice about Tony Romo. parley kid, right? Can you believe he, he's turned? He's, or is he just no way, playing Harry. us? No,
4: no, way. no way, No way, no way, no way, Harry.
1: No way he did.
4: It, well, it, it had to have, be a little well, twist. He,
3: has, to... he did have to t- actually put that shot on the hospitality tent to make an unbelievable <laughs> shot after that. There you go.
1: All right. That's more like it. <laughs> that's that's, a that's what I like I'm now you're making, uh, <laughs> making excuses. That's good. Uh... Uh, all right. I'm gonna have to listen to that one thing. I was going to get to it at the end of it, Harry, but it drives me a little crazy brother. Brian, maybe you could weigh in on this, but here's, here's Harry in a nutshell. Now he gets, I put his bets in legally. Of course he, he, he'll text me and I'll fly right to Las Vegas and put in these parlays, but here's a typical bet from Harry, and you guys tell me if this <laughs> this drives you crazy, all right? Harry will bet a parlay with um, with A, B, C, D, and E, right? Yeah. And then early in the day, A will lose. So then he bounces back with B, C, D, and E on a parlay. And then B loses. And so then he'll put in a night parlay with C, D, and E. And then C and D win. And then here it is the next day. And what does he do, Brian? What does he do?
5: Uh, he hedges. Yes, he, he hedges. hedges. He fucking hedges. <laughs> yep. I, I knew it. I mean, uh,
1: that's uh, what he does
5: that's every single Harry. parlay. And that's exactly it, it, how it goes. It, listen, it's technically not a hedge. It's it's in a shot at the middle. It's a shot at the middle. <laughs> well, you, the thing is, that's funny too, is Harry won't tell us he hedges until like the last second. He'll be like, oh, uh, I I did put $100 on this.
1: Always call. assume he hedges, but it's not even a hedge because you lost with the same bet three times already.
3: So now <laughs> you're really betting. <laughs> You're really betting like even lately you're betting like
1: forty dollars each on these parlays, so now it's uh, <laughs> all said and done, when you're betting against the hot shots, you're betting the salt lake city uh mormons whatever, whatever it is, you're really looking to bet to, to win like eight dollars. How is it a middle, by the way? you just took out Salt because Lake City
3: I, plus five shots and a half, win the game straight up. I had the game plus four and a half lands lands one to four. I win both.
5: all right, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, look, Harry must be getting killed lately. I feel like he sent me so many parlays. Yeah. Actually, not yeah. really. <laughs> it just seems like he is. I mean, maybe he's winning, but I actually, one last It seems week. so bad.
1: I'm sure he's got a golf uh, winner for us down the road. We'll, we'll listen to that. But Tate's getting bored. So let's talk March Madness. <laughs> we are now a month away from March Madness in the NCAA tournament, at least the conference tournaments, I think, are in the middle of.
2: March right, Tate. We're getting there. Yeah, right at the start of March, pretty much like that second weekend. You of must March. be excited. You yeah. can hear
1: uh, Tate and Mark Titus on One Shining Podcast. It's picking up now. What we want to do is we went over Brian, uh, brother Brian, reminded us of our our picks in the beginning of the year. We picked winners, but now that we're a month out, we're gonna take a look at the board and see who we want, who's their best value, who the best value is in the uh, NCAA right now. Now, no surprise. Duke is at the top of the list. Tate, does this surprise you at all?
2: No, it's Duke's year. I already
1: year. said no surprise. So no,
2: no, no surprise. It's Duke's year. Uh, if you've watched any ESPN coverage, you know that it is Duke's year. Everything goes back to Duke. Every halftime show is about Duke. Everything is about Zion. That is the world that we are living in. So plus 170 um, is almost modest. I mean, I thought they would be in the minus at this point. But, uh, yeah, it's a good number for Duke.
1: I don't remember. I think you're right. They're an overwhelming favorite, but I don't remember something so low and in in a, a while, a month before the tournament. And you know, is it Trey? Jo- is it you know? The, now they have the freshman point guard sensation. He was hurt. And he got back, and he got Barrett, and obviously Zion. Are they just that unbeatable?
2: Well, yeah. Trey Jones is the brother of Tyus Jones, plays for the Timberwolves now. The future point guard of the Timberwolves. I think he's yeah, had an right injury or whatever. Uh, but Trey Jones, basically, you know, he helps with that defense because he actually talks on defense. And uh, when Duke plays defense, uh, they're a scary team. They have, you know, probably the three best players on the floor at all times, whoever they play against. So that's, that's a nice thing for them. But uh, them beating Virginia twice, showing that they can play at that level and play a composed game against a team that's trying to suck the life out of you and make you play undisciplined. You know, that says a lot about how good they really are.
1: Right. All right, now the number 2 team, help me out here, Take, cuz I haven't seen them play much. I see highlights of Gonzaga. They're plus mm-hmm. 650. Um, uh, they seem to beat all the St. Mary's and the BYU's and the Utah mm-hmm. State's and all them. Are they are they uh, uh, really a legit team?
2: It's the 2017 team, which was the team that went to the final four, went to the title game, lost to the Tar Heels. Harry, you remember that? Uh, and then Oh yeah. <laughs> and this team instead <laughs> of uh, Karnowski being the guy for their team who was sort of a liability in the title game, just, you know, Big kid from Poland, you know, got got that weight to stay warm. Didn't work out in the final. But instead of him, they have Hatchamira, who is a guy that has already gone up against Duke, matched up with Zion, can play that, you know, he's a long guy that can basically play the three. Got a guy off the bench, Brandon Clark. is a lot like Zach Collins, who they had that year. So they fit the same pedigree that they had in 2017. And for them to have those odds as the second best odds, I think that's a pretty good value for, uh, for what they bring. That's the good table. value. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, let's see. Let's, uh, 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 I want to get the best value from everyone. Now, just rounding off the, the next few, Virginia plus 750, Michigan plus 850, Kentucky, Tennessee 10 to one. Tennessee was first in the nation last week. 10 to one, uh, Michigan, Michigan State 12 to one. Your Tar Heels, Tater 14, then Nevada, Purdue 25 to one. Kansas all the way down to 30 to one. I think, they, I think they're picking yeah. it up a little bit. And Villanova, it's weird. You can get Kansas and Villanova at yeah. 30 to one. Then it gets a little sketchy. Harley kid, you look through this list. Who do you like? Who stands out?
4: Yeah. Well, so I think, uh, early in the year, as brother bride pointed out to us today, that, uh, you know, when we talked about the best values to start the season, I really liked, uh, Virginia, who I think was sitting at 15 to one to start the year. And also Michigan state South, you can believe it. They were 40 to one mm. to start the year, uh, which I thought was incredible for a Tom Izzo team. I mean, to get them 40 to one. And I, uh, now I was, as you could just mention, there, uh, They've what is it? Uh Virginia's plus seven fifty now, Michigan State's uh twelve to one or something like that. So obviously if we're just looking for value, okay, we're talking I I love what Tate said about Duke. I mean, to get them at plus one seventy, wherever they are, if there's a plus in front of them right now, how could you not love them? Uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if we're talking about value, just like you said Kansas, Kansas popped up to me. But so uh, I'm gonna even go with the further long shot here. Marquette sitting at forty-five to one out of the Big East. They are ranked 10th in the nation. They're 20-4 wow. and four overall. Uh, two weird losses to St. John's, though, this year, right? Uh, kind of strange. They have a premier player, Marcus Howard. They shoot 40% as a team from three. I think that's uh, a very uh, solid number, especially when come comes NCAA tournament time. They have a great young coach with uh, Wojo, former Duke player. Uh, so... 45 to one Marquette 20 to four that ranked 10th in the nation, not bad value. So
1: at all. Yeah, pretty good. Golden Eagles. I like them. The big East is really getting screwy now. It really is strange, but um, what are they? They're five and one. Did you mention against Kansas, Louisville, Kansas state, Wisconsin, and Buffalo. Who did they beat? Those are all uh, ranked Yeah, teams. all ranked teams. They beat. I didn't mention
4: any of them, but you just and did, Yeah. yeah. They, They've had some really screwy losses. They've had some unbelievable wins, though. So, mm-hmm. you know, they got a premier player in the nation. And they uh, they shoot well. So, that bodes well usually come tournament time.
1: I like that. All right. Uh, Brother Bry, what's your pick?
5: All right. Well, I'll tell you. These odds that we have, they're kind of all over the place, depending on what site you're at. So, yeah. uh, I know sure. you were talking before with Gonzaga at plus 650. So, I've seen them today at plus 650. I've also seen them at nine to one today. So They've been anywhere from like the second highest to the sixth highest. So at nine to one, I did think they were really good value. Like, like Tate was saying, I mean, when you saw them earlier in the year against Duke, they matched up really well. They had a tough time with Clark and Hatchamore. They were dominating that whole game. And then also when they played Tennessee just a few weeks later, they were leading that whole second half. Again, it it was Schofield ended up having a huge second half. Which was the only reason they lost that game. Otherwise, they'd be the number one ranked team right now. So at nine to one odds, I really like that because they're going to be a number one seed. They're going to be in the elite eight. At that point, when they're in the elite eight, they're probably going to be like three to one plus three fifty. So I think nine to one odds right now are really good. And again, they're the, one of the few teams that can beat two unless Duke gets upset by somebody else. There's no. There's only like four or five teams I feel like that can beat that can win. So unless Duke loses to somebody else and then that team can win, you know? So, but right. if you're looking just head to, head to head against Duke. I would say Gonzaga is probably the main team that could beat them. Again, you have Virginia that probably could beat them if they played a third or fourth time, but I just, the nine to one odds to me were really good value. If you're looking for bigger odds, you had mentioned Villanova at 30 to one. I also saw them at 40 to one today. I mean, I think Jay Wright definitely could make a little bit of a run in this tournament. if I think they probably are going to end up winning the big East. They'll probably eat Marquette the next time they'll win the big East uh, conference. They'll also win the tournament. If That's the case. They probably get like a third or four seed. And again, they could make a little bit of a run. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Th- those are the values that I like.
1: Yeah. I'm going to jump in here and then we'll let Harry go because I'm, I'm using the same reasoning with Virginia at plus 750, And I've seen them at eight to one also, because you're thinking like these, they should be a one seed. I know it'd be tough. Some, some, they don't like giving ACC two one seeds, but I think all said and done. There'll be a one seed or a high two seed. So if you're getting seven, eight, sure. nine to one odds right there for a one or, or a high two seed, I think there's good value in there. Yeah. And then you just hope for like a Duke to get kicked off there. Um, I really think like Virginia had a shot against Duke. Duke seems to be the only team they can't beat, but Duke was red hot. They hit like their first five three pointers in the first four minutes, uh, last Saturday. Um, you know, Hunter's back. I think he plays with a chip on his shoulder. They have a nice shot. They have nice wins. They have Wisconsin, Maryland, Florida State, Virginia Tech, uh, Tate's Tar Heels. Um, you know, one seventy plus seven fifty for a one seed is nice. Tony Bennett, he knows he knows what he's doing here. He's tone you know, he's not gonna get bounce in the first round that's for sure. And I love that Kyle guy is probably like 30 what is he 38 40% from beyond the arc. So they have some nice players, they have some guys in the middle that could play big. That guy Salt is pretty good. I would like them at plus 750. Harry, you're going to give us someone like uh, 90 to 1, right? That we don't care about.
3: No, oh, not quite, not quite almost. No, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, actually the 7th ranked uh, Nevada Wolf pack. They're 23 and 1. Uh like Brian said you can they fluctuate to uh He's saying him and I have both seen a uh, twenty-five to one on them. At currently, they avenged their only loss of the season by beating New Mexico on Saturday by twenty-nine. Uh, Eric Musselman is, Musselman is a fun coach, you know, who likes to run and gun. Uh, in more than uh, I think a third of their games, they've scored ninety points or more this season. Florida Jordan Caroline is the real deal in Reno. He's averaging a double-double. Last Wednesday, he went from forty and twelve. Uh, Wolfpack also are led by twin brothers. Caleb Martin is getting like 19 a game, while Cody Martin leads the team in assists. They've experienced too from last year as they lost a tough one point game versus Loyola Chicago in the Sweet 16. And I think this team is poised and ready to make a serious run in the tournament. I think they can knock off a Gonzaga or a Virginia. Hmm.
1: Tate, have you seen Nevada play or just highlights? <laughs>
2: Just uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we've we've had a few games uh, that we've had to watch out there and we're on the must bus fully and officially uh, Mark Titus and myself. So we're all on Eric Musselman. There was also a good stat that uh, that I saw go out today that in games where they've had three days of prep, uh, the winning percentages of the coaches, the top 10 and uh, Eric Musselman was at 80%. That was the same as Roy Williams. And like Coach K was at 81%, Mark Few I think was at 85%. So once you get in the tournament and teams are able to prepare and get ready for certain games, you want to have good coaches and Musselman kind of passes that test. So yeah, I like that, Harry.
5: Mm. All right, let's not forget, guys, that Nevada-Sanadi game that I won last year when they're down like 20, right. uh, ten minutes. Ago. That was the best, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was think- after a terrible weekend. And that- that, and I that got, that
1: got, got that. you on a winning streak, Bri, right? Right. The, the, yeah. the tide turned, but that was yeah. amazing. That was maybe yeah. one of the most amazing comebacks, right? And, uh, Kitt, what were we going to say?
4: Yeah, I was going to say though. I think with Nevada too. I think I mentioned this. Uh, I don't know when I did, but I think their starting five are all fifth-year seniors. Am I correct when I say that, Tate? Yes. I think they're fifth year seniors. They're, they're all five players. They're all,
2: they're all seniors. And they're
4: yep. all uh, transfers in, into that school as well. I thought. I thought I had yeah. read that somewhere. You I are correct,
2: yes. I could be wrong. But you I think right.
4: that says a lot come tournament time. You have five senior starters on the on the floor. That could that's
1: uh helpful too. Yeah. Not going to back down. Yeah. All right. So we have a month before all this, uh, <laughs> before all this gets figured yeah. out, but it's nice to review. So Tate, you like Gonzaga? You think out of those and, and what's a mid-ranger that you like?
2: I really like Virginia tech as a team to watch. I think, I think I saw mm-hmm. like uh 66 to one. That's like a more of a, a deep, deep long shot. Um, I also pulled up and saw Carolina 24 to one. I mean, I think that's pretty wild for a team that beat that Gonzaga team that I'm talking about that, that I like is the favorite. I think, it's going to be a Virginia Gonzaga kind of year. Um, but that's just probably me being hope, you know, hopeful that Duke is not the team. Hmm. All
1: right. Let's switch gears. Go from college to the pro this weekend, all-star weekend in Charlotte. There's a lot going on. I feel like LeBron really hoodwinked uh, Giannis in the draft. Who did he get? Who's on his team, Brian? He's got Harden. Oh, every- he's got Brow, Yeah. yeah.
5: yeah he's, he's got Durant. Harden, he's- Anthony Davis, Durant, Kawhi. Himself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like, wow. it's like he drafted a whole uh, all-star team. It's ridiculous. Exactly. But uh, uh, actually their team, team LeBron is minus six on the spread. I don't remember them having a spread this early, but there's a lot of uh, fun stuff going on the weekend. Maybe everyone's sick of it. Maybe it's fun. Um, Parley kid. What's your best bet? You can pick one out of the skills competition, yeah. three points, slam dunk, or all-star MVP, or just the game itself. What do you like? Yeah, well, so I'm one of these guys that uh, you're talking about that's
4: kind of sick, sick of it. Um, I I have no
1: idea who's on what all-star
4: teams when you're talking, when you just said that. I know that doesn't sound impressive but uh, <laughs> at all, but props <laughs> to you guys for even giving two craps about the game, I guess. <laughs> uh, Bingo. I, I, Bingo bro, I, yeah. I think um, –
1: I really don't There's just not a lot to talk about. Well, (laughs) you're right.
4: No, but you guys know who's on the team. Uh, That's pretty good. I really haven't. I'm anti all-star game. Sal. I can't uh, stand. I don't like any of them anymore. Even the baseball game. I don't pay much attention to. Um, So that's just the way it is. But I kind of like the skill competition. I think there's some stuff to bet on. So I think that's where forget the game itself, but the skill competition where we're at. So Sal, my guy this week is Joe Harris at nine to one in the three-point shooting competition. Uh-huh. Um, what what really good value here with this guy? Uh, he you know he plays for the Brooklyn Nets. This is a guy who averages thirteen point six points a game. So he's made one hundred and twenty-eight out of two hundred and seventy-five three-point shots in real time this year, uh-huh. which is almost a forty-seven percent shooting percentage. And you could get him at nine to one. He's almost towards the middle bottom of this list here in terms of odds. And he might be the best three-point shooter in basketball. I know we have the Curry brothers and et cetera, et cetera. And this this guy is a sharp shooter. I'm definitely putting money on this guy at nine to one. That's great value for this three-point shooting
1: competition. Yeah, Go nine to it. one is pretty good. What is it three rounds? Do we even know how it goes? Probably three rounds.
5: I don't know. Yeah, the, You know, I think as long as they didn't change the rules. So.
1: Well, there's ten guys. so I'm trying to figure out how they do this, but um, I guess they'll figure it out the day of. But nine to one <laughs> is a lot. I mean, you got Dirk in there at fifteen to one, probably not going to happen. And Danny Green and Middleton are there, but that's yeah, a nice they, number they there. They
5: always used to just take like the top four. Right, right. All right, right.
1: Harry. What are you saying? What's the best value this weekend?
3: I'm going to go three point contest also, and this one's for you, Tate. I'm going to take at 15 to one, Kemba Walker, their own <laughs> Charlotte Hornet, to win the three point contest at home. What do you think about that, Tate?
2: I uh, I feel like Curry would have been a better pick for the hometown kid, but I I love Kemba, so I'm I'm hoping sir I hope he shows up. That would be nice. He's
3: having his best season ever, 25 a game, shooting 37 percent 37 uh, from three point range it has been hot lately too. He's uh, in the last four games. He's twenty two of forty seven from long distance. I said, "Listen, you guys watch. Walker will wilt Curry in his house at fifteen to one. <laughs> wow, contest Kemba.
2: I
1: like that. All right, yeah, they say that. I mean, I guess they know the rims better if they're home. If it's Seth Curry or Kemba Walker, uh, Darren Ravel picked Kemba Kemba Walker also today on Lock It In uh, for three point contest. All right, brother Bry, what do you like for value?
5: Uh." Yeah, well, I think the three point contest is probably the most fun this weekend because there's a lot of good participants in that. Uh, there's just so many good shooters, though. It's it's almost impossible, right? To, to really pick mm-hmm. like Curry and like Buddy Hills and Harold, like they were saying. So it's so hard. So actually, what I'm going to go with is I'm going to go to the Rising Stars Challenge. I'm going to take Donovan Mitchell to win MVP at 10 to 1 odds. Look. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. Obviously, it's Team USA versus the world, but I feel like Team USA, Donovan Mitchell will probably be the alpha on this team. He's not going to be afraid to shoot 30 times in this game. He was already in this game last year. I just get the sense that somebody, he kind of reminds me of Donovan Mitchell, not in the way he plays, but a little bit like Russell Westbrook, in that I think he's going to care more than anybody in this game. So last year when he played in this game he he took a decent amount of shots, had five steals. I feel like he's just the guy who's gonna want to take over this game. I mean he shoots twenty times a game right now with Utah. So and when you look at stats since two thousand one the sophomores have won eleven of the last eighteen, even though rookies have won the last two. So ten to one odds, way better than if you're looking at Luca or Ben. I, I really like those odds at ten to one. I think even Fox at twelve to one might not be bad either, but if there's anybody who's going to get 40 points in this game, to me, I feel like it's going to be him.
1: I like Mitchell. He had some shooting woes early in the season. He's picked it up. I actually bet him tonight over 25 and a half points against uh, the Warriors. Uh, no, not against the Warriors. Who the hell are they playing? Are they playing? Yeah, they're playing the Warriors. Yeah, they're playing yeah. the Warriors. Yeah. 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 If, uh, so that, he, I think he only averages 22, but he's like 28 six out of the last eight or nine games. So yeah, he's, he's probably starting probably to pick it up. He's been great lately. He's been really good. Uh, That's good. I feel like we're on the same page there. Uh, I'm going to say for slam dunk, John Collins, plus 275. And uh, here's my reasoning. He's a Hawk. The Hawks dominate this competition. Dominique Wilkins, Bud Webb, Josh Smith, all winners. In fact, this is the only thing the Hawks know how to do is win this stupid contest. So I like it. I like John Collins at plus 275. Um, Tate, which, which one do you like? And then I want to talk about something that I'm really serious about. And I want to get a push for it, but Tate, what do you, do you like anything in these, uh, skills competitions?
2: I like John the, the Baptist, John Collins. I like that a lot. Uh, but it, I'm going to go dunk contest as well. Uh, John Collins played at Wake Forest. So that's another guy that being back in North Carolina, maybe he'll show out for people that are there. Dennis Smith Jr. Just traded to the Knicks, had his career high 31 yeah. points for the Knicks. Yeah. Going back home in Charlotte, uh, kind of got snubbed last year, you know, to Donovan Mitchell a little bit. Uh, in the dunk contest, and I'm sure he's gonna. That kid can fly, so uh, he'll probably pull something out. So I would like that. I don't know what the odds are, though. I haven't looked at any of these odds, but I, I'm sure that they're not great going into it.
4: I think he's plus two twenty five
1: to win the dunk contest. Oh, that is like, plus two twenty five. All right,
4: all right. I, I, all right,
1: I thought, I uh, thought. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. I'm saying that too. All right, listen. These are all good players. That's the point. So <laughs> it's hard to pick. But here's what I was thinking. Uh, everyone's talking about tanking and some guys, we, we have friends that love the tanking. They think it's adorable that half the teams are tanking already. And I know they made it a little easier that the bottom three, not easier, but harder to tank because the bottom three, is this right? Get just as many ping pong balls as each other. So it doesn't matter if you're.
5: Yeah. So they only have like the bottom 3 all have like 14% chance of getting. Uh, That's what it is. All right. So yeah, A one in seven chance of getting science for the next. That's awesome.
1: For the Knicks? Yeah. All right. But how about this? Now, Parlay kid, you remember this? And, and Brother Brian, you remember when we played football, right? In in high school, how did most practices end? Be, aside from a prayer or putting our hands together, what was the last drill, Parlay kid? Do You remember, did like, usually did like some uh, wind sprints. Sometimes we would do like 20, 40 yard sprints, right? Right. We'd do like 20? Yeah. Okay. But sometimes we'd have five extra unless something happened. What, what would have to happen? What would they call it? Peer pressure, right? Peer pressure. We do like a peer pressure. Yeah, like they call you out and somebody would punt
4: the ball like fifty feet in the air, a hundred feet in the air. Yeah. You'd have to catch it or something like that. if and if you dropped it, there's five more sprints or something. Something like that. Or you have
1: right. to catch a pass. Yeah, a hundred. And, and it, it was. And it was crazy because it brought everyone together and you yeah. hated the yep. guy. Let's make it simple. Parley kid. Sometimes you you were the quarterback. You were the varsity quarterback. It'd be like, yep. we have just done 20 sprints. We're all dying. Coach says this one's worth five. If uh, Darren Scully could complete this 30 yard pass to Chris Panzarella, we're done with sprints. If not, there's an extra five and we're all like clapping and we, we yep. just want to hate the person if they drop it. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, this, this should be how they settle who gets the first pick. All of a sudden now, you have to be good after being bad all year. You're the Knicks. You have to be good. You designate a three-point shooter, and he's in this three-point contest. And same with the Suns, whatever they want to do. And then, you know, whoever drops that, who the Hawks, the same thing. Don't you think, as far as marketing, what kind of special would that be? Tate, what, wouldn't that be the greatest? Instead Let, of picking freaking ping pong balls. Let's set it up.
2: Let's make it work. I mean, you get, you're all, I'm trying to think about who's in the contest for the Hawks. I guess Trey Young's in for the Hawks. Look at the Knicks. I don't know who the Knicks and brother Bri probably knows better than myself. Uh, Bri, who you know.
1: would the Knicks have? Maybe the Knicks just passed. Maybe they just, <laughs> get, forget <laughs> it. We can't do this. We'll, we'll take the
2: ninth we'll pick. We'll take the third, third pick.
1: But what's wrong with that? Isn't, it, isn't this a much more fun way to do it? What about? So are
5: you saying, Sal, then, like, in the all, just using, like, the All Star game for this? Or I don't think it could like, be the All Star game. I think you'd have to wait
1: till the end of the year and when they actually um,
4: do
2: it with the what, NBA, what about awards. A, uh, NBA
5: awards.
1: Single
4: elimination tournament for uh, the teams that don't make the playoffs and the winner
1: of that tournament gets the first pick. Something yeah. Like that. You could do that. I kind of just like, yeah, I mean, I like that too. I do. I just like the one shot or a few shots or one minute. You just have the whole team yeah. sitting around watching. Yeah, that a, would be similar fantastic, to fear, Sal. What, yeah, why not? The yeah. peer pressure. Although I just realized, yeah. brother, bro, yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't jive with the draft, right? Because the season's not. Wait, the draft is when? What month is the draft? It's late June, June usually. Late June. Yeah. Said, that okay. So, last
5: Thursday, and June.
1: Okay, so all these lottery teams are uh, w- w- way out of it. They're not, not anywhere close to the playoffs. So all yeah, right, well, I'm going to make a push do, for They that.
5: could do some of. Yeah, they could do something <laughs> like that during the finals or during the playoffs. Some, some crazy little tournament thing or yeah. something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like all it. Right.
5: That's my bad idea
1: for the week. I have plenty of them. (laughs) i got tons of them. That brings us uh, to another bad idea. No, this is a good one. Our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling fake propositions related to sports and pop culture events. All right. Now, the big thing this weekend, Zion's block. Perhaps the most athletic thing I've ever seen. We're going to discuss that in a second, but... He left the floor. You you look at that side angle. I could watch that a hundred times. It doesn't make any sense. He's flying. He's actually flying, Tate, right? Yeah.
2: First How many I'm times flying. did you watch that? Yeah. <laughs> I watched it a few times. I had to for, uh, for the good of the podcast, but I mean, it might ha- probably haunt me in my dreams for the next uh, year or so until he leaves. Probably, That's like, right. Three, it's three different more, for you. Right. Yeah, three more months. But All right, so it got us thinking, oh, at
1: least it got Captain Morgan thinking, you know, he runs this ship. He said, what is the single most athletic maneuver you've seen from a human? Is it, and you could bet on this. Is it Zion Williamson's block the other day? at seven to two odds. Is it Odell Beckham Jr.'s catch versus Dallas? Four to one. Bo Jackson, how about anything he's ever done? Five to one. Michael Jordan's dunk, I think against the Knicks. That'd be the biggest one also, five to one. Or the field at three to one. Let's get this conversation started. Parlay kid, what do you think? Sal,
4: I'm going to be taking the field, and let me set the stage for you, Sal. It's 1993, Madison <laughs> Square Garden, May 25th. Knicks have a chance to go up 2-0 on the Bulls, leading 91-88. The 6'2", John Starks brings the ball to the floor for the Knicks. Playing side pick and roll with Patrick Ewing, he feigns the middle of the floor and drives to an open baseline. Gathering off two feet, the undrafted guard from Oklahoma – Rose like a phoenix with a thunderous <laughs> dunk while dislodging Horace Grant's goggles. While late arriving Michael Jordan made it in just enough time to be posterized forever. Wow. Next went on to win that game and then eventually lose the series, of course. <laughs> but boy, I wish I could go back to that wonderful time of basketball. Yeah. But take John Starks to the field three to one. Dunking over Horace Grant and Michael Jordan with his left hand was wow. the greatest athletic feat I've seen from a one individual one play. Take that! You remember that, Sal? We might have to I do remember. So that you're you're saying
1: Jordan's dunk on the ball, on the Knicks wasn't even the best in the in the rivalry. Oh right? wow! No, Starks was much
4: better because he dunked over Jordan. Yeah.
1: With you should select, see that play. He was a right. That should be With replayed more.
4: It's it's not replayed oh. enough. That one. It's right. been, go, anybody who's listening to this, go watch it. The garden right. was literally collapsing that night. On
1: after yeah. that play. By the way, for, first of all, thank you for not saying uh, Derek Jeter's stupid interception of that ball and against the Oakland A's <laughs> there and then. Oh, very. That
4: that was that was oh Stop very it. overrated. No, very okay, overrated. thank
1: you. Thank you, but also I, I thought from the same series I thought you might mention Charles Smith missing uh, eight free throws, <laughs> uh, eight layups, eight that layups in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which that was cost bad. them the series. I think they signed him to a max deal like two days later. <laughs> <laughs> the yep. Stupidest thing I've ever seen. All right, Harry, what are you going to say?
3: Well, you know I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to take the field as well. Um, look at, at three to one. I, I was watching my catch today. You know, uh, that ex-NFL quarterback Vince Young (laughs) threw at fantasy football camp last July. Right. I think I'm going to take myself. I mean, I'll tell you, for 47, (laughs) I made one hell of a catch from a terrible, dreadful pass from an NFL quarterback. I had to flip (laughs) my body around. I actually undulated. That's right. I said undulated. What? I undulated my body to get that pass that was so bad. I flipped my body around on a pass that was supposed to go to the left, Vince threw it to the right. And very short, I got my mitts under it, secured it, hauled it in for a legit catch that my neighbor, Larry Fitzgerald, would say was pretty damn good. I'm going to hear a neighbor one.
1: You were there
4: for that. He was
3: about two and a half minutes away.
2: It I'm was pretty good,
1: sure
4: that was incomplete and hit the ground. Yeah. No.
2: It, re- <laughs> totally re- replay review would not have worked out well for Harry in that one. That was like 2006. Wow. That was a 2006 well, like
3: Maybe you should put that back up on Twitter, probably. Like just for everyone to just get a <laughs> glimpse of it again, since you uh, love posting stuff on Facebook. I mean, on uh, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Harry got uh, posted a couple times. You were sleeping. That was pretty athletic, the way you uh, popped up from a nap. <laughs> oh,
3: uh, that was
1: quick as a cat <laughs> by the way there were some people commenting on uh, your uh your roommate and boss ken um recorded you s- sleeping and you you was no i mean it really looked like the, it was from the depths of the jungle <laughs> in, in africa what, what they caught there and uh you're breathing heavy and and he woke you up and some people commented on twitter was like hey you're gonna give the guy a heart attack and then other people said no no i think he saved his life by waking up <laughs>
3: <laughs> Listen, I'm on the comeback. Today's day three, dieting again, working out. I'm back.
1: Okay, good. I thought you were going to say your most athletic move was running in the pool to, to Daughtry, but we're playing tennis against yourself. What was that? We have a lot of video of Harry. All right. So yeah, yeah. Harry convinced, uh, con- considers himself the most athletic. Um, I am going to say, oh, Brian, what, what do you
5: think? No, that's okay. Yeah, Harry, I will say too. Harry's route was like the worst route ever. He just tells Vince Young, "He's like, I'm gonna do out and over, out and right. over." I did yeah. say that, but out, out and over, he whatever what that is. And then he started backpedaling. <laughs> out and <laughs> over.
1: <laughs> Hit me at the brisket station uh, about three blocks down.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
5: Uh, Uh, all right so i'll i'll say mine so what we saw from zion the other night we've never really seen before i i think again it was part of it was the hustle part of it was was the athleticism when you first uh, saw it in live i mean i was i marveled at how he got from the other side of the three-point line to the other side to block it regardless if it took the guy about five seconds to shoot But not not only that, but you didn't even realize until the other replay, like yeah, that he was flying or how high that he actually got, which was Mm -hmm. amazing. And it almost seemed like he didn't even try to jump that high, which was the crazy thing. But Zion is one of the few athletes in history that's like on another level. So right now, I mean, my order would probably be you have Bo Jackson, my favorite. Mm -hmm. Then you have LeBron, probably Zion. I don't know who else. Obviously, there are others, but to me, those three athletically. Are on a different level. They're all kind of like superheroes. But I can't. I I'm
1: surprised you didn't put Bones Jones in there, right? No. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, Tony Romo too. But it's just like these guys are just just gotcha. freaks. Like just another level athlete. So mm-hmm. I would definitely go Bo Jackson here. Again, he was my idol growing up. That's why I became a Raider fan. Uh, to me, he was the fastest player in the NFL that I've ever seen, especially for somebody that size. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. But right. there were so many plays so many crazy things he did against Denver there was the one touchdown he had where he ran over someone then hurdled another guy then ran over two guys at the same time this is all on the same play and then he scored like a 40 yard ran for 40 yards nobody was within 40 yards of, for a touchdown then they had all those you know those crazy touchdown runs that he had against the Bengals he had that play where in baseball with the Royals where he ran up the wall like a cat which yeah. we've never seen anybody do after that you thought somebody would have imitated that but no they can't do that he brought the craziest thing to me always was he broke the bat over his helmet that one time without even trying yeah i mean just he he barely even moves his arms and breaks the bat over his helmet so to me again bo just anything he did was on another level and zion is right there so uh to me a all right. I like, I mean, yeah, it's
1: hard. I, that's why I put him on the list. Bo Jack, anything Bo Jackson did. You didn't even mention the, the crunching against uh, Bosworth, who was yeah, supposed they, to be the man threw him way back into the end zone. I like that. All right. You know what? I, I, it goes against my grain to say this, but much like Harry receiving a ball from a subpar quarterback and Vince young at the time, uh, I'm going to say Odell Beckham jr. Did the same when, uh, when Eli Manning threw him that pass, against the Cowboys, and probably, kid, I could say this because the oh. Cowboys ended up winning that game, but what was it? it was Brandon Carr was uh, on him. Was yeah. Probably, first of all, even seeing the ball and having the ball, and I understand these guys wear sticky gloves and everything, but I watched that play back about five times again today, and just if you go to any point within three seconds before, a, a quarter second before he catches it, there's no way you put a percentage on when he's going to catch that. It's like 001%, 0, 0, 2%, it's all in there. That was unbelievable the way he brought it in. And how about this? There are six flags being thrown at him. Like, so that that adds to the uh lack of concentration or the difficulty in concentration there. So good for you, OBJ. It's probably the greatest thing he's ever done. Um, you know, kicking that that uh that kicking that throwing that kicking that around. That was pretty athletic too, but Good job, Harry. I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little, uh, heads up there. There you go. OBJ's oh, really? catch versus Dallas. Um, what would you say, Tate?
2: Uh, I was going to say, I mean, this is before my time, but this is sort of the dunker and the play that I think about whenever I think about athleticism was Michael Jordan, when he did the rock, the cradle against Maryland against Lynn bias, last play of the game, 84. This is his, uh, year he won national player of the year. He goes up and does that dunk. And then Dean Smith goes crazy afterwards and uh, makes him run all day at practice for showboating at the end of the game. But that was the first time that you saw a little bit of who Michael really was. He went from, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing to I got a little bit of flash to me. So, and that dunk that he does, I mean, he flies literally in midair and does it right in Maryland. And that, you know, I used to hate Maryland as a kid um, growing up. So to me, that was the most athletic thing I've ever seen on a court. But Dominique Wilkins, that's a slight to him because he, you know, I used to watch dunks that he did that they used to just fly. You know, that was the whole joke was first in flight. And those two guys. They yeah. literally flew in the air and they, I believe I could fly. That's why it became the whole, the, the, the anthem for space jam.
1: Yeah. yeah. Did that kill unbiased? Do we think that dunk that may have actually done a bit?
2: It's uh, you know. a, ha- if you haven't checked out that dunk, it's worth looking at because Dean Smith is hilarious. Cause he's going, cause he's so embarrassed to go to lefty Drizell and apologize right after it happens. But yeah. uh, it's a great moment.
1: And then he had to run sprints the next day. He didn't yeah. have uh, Ciccolai to Panzarella to lean back. <laughs> all
2: right,
1: <laughs> yeah. all right. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live, like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Now these guys sat out. They didn't make a pick. We're gonna do a sharp tank right now. I know they're dying to make one. There's not a lot going on. There's AAF. I don't think the lines are up yet. It's Tuesday night. I don't think the uh, the football lines are up, or if these guys would care to bet it anyway. I know there's MMA. This golf, the Genesis Open. Um, all right, let's start with you, Harry. I think you're going golf, right?
3: Yeah, I'm gonna. go. Are you gonna go this week again, or do you I do think you I'm go gonna
1: go Saturday. I'm gonna take my Are you really? Um, yeah, right.
3: I'm gonna go Saturday. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. with you? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Enjoy. Enjoy. I'm gonna go with another top twenty selection, and I'm gonna take Scott at, Scotland's Martin Laird at three to one. <laughs> he loves playing here. He finished ninth <laughs> last year. Eighth the year before that in 2016, you finished 11th. Three straight top 20s at three to one. I think that's value. Martin Laird three to one for the top 20 in the Genesis Open at Riviera Country Club.
1: All right, Martin Laird top 23 to one at Genesis. Seems a little obvious, but we'll listen to the rest. Parlay kid. So I'm gonna. I came off for a
4: nice weekend this weekend with the UFC win. I had a parlay right. Yeah. So I'm gonna go dick with the UFC, uh, and I'm gonna take. Engano over Velasquez. I know the uh, odds for him knocking him out are not out yet. I would probably take the under in this fight, but Engano's plus 140 to win this fight. So let's stick with that. I can't believe I'm really taking him at this point. Uh, off the, uh, he had a weird 2018. Yeah. Uh, if you remember, he started off the year where he was uh, fighting Stepe uh, Miocic uh, for the championship. He got absolutely hammered for five mm-hmm. rounds. Then he fought Derek Lewis, uh, and um, there was about five total punches thrown in that fight, if you can yeah, that remember bad. that. But then he has a dominating performance over a very solid Curtis Blades, and a big win. So basically, my reason for taking him at this point is one, he's plus money here. He's fighting Cain Velasquez, who's one of the all-time greats, but he hasn't fought in two and a half years, Sal. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. had many injuries. He's coming off a major back issue, Uh, and Gano's been active. At least he's been active, and he's coming off his best win of his career over Blades. So at plus one forty, so this this could be short work,
1: I think. Wow, Uh, what's the age difference between these guys? Uh, I
4: think it's I think Gano's thirty two, Sal.
5: There's like it's like five years, I think. Yeah, it's
1: about a five
4: year, but I think you know. Just and Gano, I think he's just taking his body's just taking a lot less wear and tear, too. That's my opinion. Um, the uh, again, he might be fresh because he hasn't fought for two and a half years, but the ring rust and his body is just it really he's had multiple, multiple surgeries throughout his uh career. So I just think uh, th- this man, uh, one punch could end this pretty quickly here, and I right. think that's what's gonna, what's gonna All happen.
5: All right. All right, brother, Brian. What's your best bet of the weekend? Yeah, so I, I kind of like Darren's bet there. I mean, Engano, I think was originally like plus one seventy just a few days ago. Uh, yeah, so like there's yeah, he's coming down going on in yeah. but he, again, yeah, if Engano is going to win, he's got to win in a knockout, probably pretty quick. Because Velasquez a really good wrestler. So, um, yeah, we saw what Tipe did to him with the rest. So, but I do like that. I I think he he definitely could land that big punch really
4: fight. Yeah, Blaine was a good wrestler too. So, I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah,
5: exactly. So, uh, but I'm going to, I'm sticking with the UFC as well. I've had a good little run here uh, with the UFC, but I'm going to go James Dick uh, minus 110 over Paul Felder on the, in the same card. Uh, This is, this is leading up to the Angano fight. This is actually at Talking Stick, and I'm wondering yeah. if Harry is going to this.
4: Yeah, Harry. Talking
1: Stick Resort <laughs> Arena, Harry. Let's go. Mm, hey.
5: Harry I had no idea it was there, but are you no going to go, Harry? <gasps> no. You I Harry, have
1: you even been there, Harry? It's not like a craft store or anything. I don't know why he would go, but have you been <laughs> to that
3: arena? Oh, yeah. That's where the fun's play.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> James Vick. All right. Overfelder. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Well, yeah. we, we, so, but
5: both guys, yeah. again, both guys coming off bad losses. But Vic has won 4 of 5. Felder's won 3 of 4. But Vic got knocked out to Justin Gates really badly. He came into that fight cocky the last time. But I just feel like in this fight he's going to come in a little bit smarter. He's going to use his length. He's much much taller than Felder. He's going to use his distance. I'm, I, I do love Felder as a commentator. I don't think he has the best skill set. So Unless he knocks out to me, unless he knocks out Vic uh, early in this fight, I think this is going to be Vic's fight to lose. I was actually it's one of those fights I thought early on uh, Vic was actually going to be a slightly decent favorite, but as it turned out, Felder was the favorite. Although now money's starting to come in on Vic a little bit here, so it's pretty even right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, to me, I just I just like Vic in this
1: All right. All right, let me look this over. I mean, it's really, it's it, it's sad. I, I appreciate the effort, guys, but I'm just thinking a couple weeks ago, we had Pat Mahomes, we had Tom Brady. We had all these the stars to look at. Now it's freaking James Vick, Martin Laird, and McGannu over to Velasquez. So I got to <laughs> I gotta reconcile this. All right, Harry, your bet, Martin Laird, I'm going to tell you right now what happens with it because you've done this top 20 bet. He either loses or he comes in 20th with uh, 13 guys, and you split that three to one. 13 <laughs> ways. So um, I'm not interested, but you could have, you should start hedging that now. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so that's top 20. Uh, brother boy I don't know enough about this Vic felt. I should have probably read up. If I had known about it, I would have read up on it. Uh, Polly Kid, I'm going to go with Nagano over Velasquez. I'll go with you. Plus 140. There we go. I like watching him fight. Yeah, he did have that weird one. Who was that against the uh, Derek, Derek, guy Lewis. Derek Lewis, the guy who Went takes 20. his pants off? Right, yeah, yeah. When he
4: just there wasn't one punch thrown for like
1: three yeah. rounds by either guy. It was very strange. All right, so. no. I like the f- five years is substantial. I like that in the age difference, and uh, it seems like he's he's the one they're going to market if he gets a close decision right over Kane Velasquez for sure.
0: Hey, this winter is a great time to check out Hotel Tonight. Whether you want to take a spontaneous ski trip or escape to a warm beach, Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book a room with one of their last-minute deals. There are tons of empty hotel rooms out there just waiting to be booked, and that's how Hotel Tonight scores such incredible rates. They team up with awesome hotels to help them sell those rooms and pass the savings along to you. These aren't last-resort-type places. Hotel Tonight works with cool top-rated hotels you actually want to stay at. And unlike other travel companies, you don't have to scroll through endless lists of hotels hotel tonight shows you the best deals at great hotels along with short profiles that have pictures and all the info you need and even though their name is hotel tonight they're not just for last minute bookings you can play things by ear or use hotel tonight to book in advance and when you join hotel tonight's hd perks program the more you book the better deals get so start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels by going to hoteltonight.com or download the app now
1: all right, let's go to our mailbag, against cousinsalagainstallods at gmail.com. You could um, put yourself up for a degenerate Hall of Fame, uh, Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. We have it in Pahrump, Nevada. We're building it up. It's getting there. We have about 12, 13 members now. We voted someone in last week. We have a letter from David Dworsky, um, who is a current member, 2017. Uh, inductee said, I felt I should check in, let you know my membership can officially be renewed for another year after a very lucrative Super Bowl Sunday filled with under bets. I did what any degenerate would do and enjoyed a nice, relaxing Monday and collected my winnings, except the complete opposite. Instead, I decided to make max bets on the second half of a meaningless college basketball game. Here's a screenshot. He includes a screenshot, three bets he made on Iowa State, Oklahoma, Uh, If you haven't already heard, Iowa State hit two free throws to go up four with three and a half seconds left. All three of my bets would have covered at that point. But alas, the gambling gods had other ideas. The Oklahoma player decided to drive down and hit a meaningless three at the buzzer. And to add salt into my already gaping wound, the shot was clearly released after the horn. Of course, because it had no impact on the outcome of the game. The referees never reviewed it and the shot counted. All three bets lost. David Dworski um, was the one. I don't know if you guys remember. He bet, he ignored his family. He lost $2,500 at the dinner table, putting bets in online uh, underneath the table. And then he spotted us at Sharks Cove and Manhattan Beach and didn't bother us. And that impressed me more than anything. Uh, that was when Harry lost to Brian, I think the, uh, the fourth of seven times. I don't know when it was, but it was last year. <laughs> um, what about this, though, guys? We saw this in Creighton Villanova. Um, not that Creighton didn't deserve to cover, but. They were down nine. They hit a a floater way, way after the horn. They counted it at seven, which was a push. The NCAA has come out and said that um, they are now going to review any game-ending basket, whether it uh, affects the outcome or not, at the March Madness, starting in the tournament, but not in this five weeks up until then. Is that ridiculous or not, Brian?
5: Yeah, it's a little ridiculous because, I mean, we've seen this happen two or three times now, right? Late in these games, which... yeah. Is nuts. I mean, the fact that with, you know, the legalization of gambling, the fact that they aren't, I mean, makes it seem a little fishy that they aren't reviewing these, right? I mean, that's that definitely seems fishy. I mean, why would you just go back and say, all right, that obviously is clearly after the buzzer and it's not going to count? Because now, you know, everybody just assumes, oh, maybe somebody's on the take here for that one or somebody's on sure. the take for this. But uh, yeah, it's dumb. Why, why wait? Why, why can't they do this now? It's, it's not hard. They could even wait if they wanted to, like, you know couple minutes after the game, whatever. Just make sure it's right.
1: Yeah, but don't make it official. Really say pending. Get everyone off the court. Take a look at it. what, what just get it right is right. I don't understand why they acknowledge that it's wrong that they're letting these things fly, but they're gonna let it go another five weeks. Like if this was, would they do that in the pro football playoffs it's like, all right, we're gonna make it an exception for the Super Bowl, but for now on, um holding, you know, you can you can't review it, but you'll be able to see eye in the sky at uh come Super Bowl. Doesn't make any sense. Harry, what do you think about that?
3: Well, I think uh, I do give uh, David credit. I do remember the story, too, and his betting. and It was pretty brutal. And, uh, again, here, uh, you have a nice Sunday, can't keep the money in your pocket. You go bet a stupid game, and not only do you lose the game, I feel his pain. You lose on uh, a crap call. So, uh, you know what, if, if we're going to vote again, maybe I, I'd vote David back in again for another year because I can I understand that totally.
1: No, well, I don't think it renews. No, here's how the Hall of Fame works, and really any Hall of Fame, Harry. Once, once you're in, you're kind of in. You don't need to. It's not like you're getting a driver's license. I
3: to, was in uh... the Vegas Hall of Fame. I'm out. Oh, all right. kid. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with him? <laughs> <don't> no. <know>. Oh, <laughs> we got a letter from
1: Katie Moden, cousin Sal. Thank you for choosing um, my email to read on your podcast last month. It was fun here. I thought I'd send you an update email so no one has to continue wondering if I named my baby boy Harry Tate. Yes, we remember this lady. She sent an email. She was debating about Harry Tate. She was wondering. I think. I think Kate. I think you. I think you uh, poisoned the well there. You said everyone's going to call him Harry Taint. And I think she might have heard that because she says, unfortunately, it looks like I won't be joining the degenerate Hall of Fame, as I obviously did not bless bless my baby with an epic name such as Harry Tate. However, you may still appreciate his name, Madden Michael Moden. (laughs) That's that's true. Madden Madden Michael Moden. Tate, what do you think of that? Is that better than Harry Tate?
2: Yeah, it's alliteration, at least. I mean, triple M. you know? (laughs) She did get that. You got Madden in
1: there, so you got the football thing. Michael Bowden, a Parley Kid. I don't, what do you, you you have a Michael? You don't have a Madden? Yeah, helping. strong name. Yeah,
4: uh, strong name.
1: Uh, I like it. it. Yeah, the three right.
4: M's right there.
1: Three M's. All right. I like the Harry Tate a little bit better, but thanks. You send a, a picture. The, the baby's adorable. Congratulations, and uh, thank you for. Uh, checking up on us have another baby if you keep having babies eventually you're gonna have to name one of them harry tate right but thanks katie all right if you want to reach out to us it's cousin sal against all odds at com. now let's follow up with the fellas brother bry i think i the knicks you, you continue to watch them. you continue yeah even this trade i think Polly kid i think for a minute you thought this trade might have worked out for a second i know you didn't like giving up poor singers, either of you Polly kid or brother bry but for a minute you like you thought you thought it was going to work out, right?
5: Oh, well, for me, I still. well, Darren thought it was going to work out maybe after the fact, but I, I hated it. I still hate it just because. Fine, I, I get it if at some point you had to trade him, but obviously when when it comes out, these other GMs are like, wait a second, we didn't even know KP was available. And then the the fact that I'm not a big Dennis Smith Jr. fan, I know some Knicks fans like him, but I, I, I thought they could have gotten they could have gotten more, maybe not for, with the picks and everything. But, you know, they get credit for, oh, we're dumping Hardaway's salary. We're dumping Hardaway's salary. But it's like, all right, well, you were the same guys that, you know, Parley, Ken, and I thought uh, Hardaway signing was awful to begin with. So, oh, oh, great job by getting rid of the guy you just signed who sucks anyway. So, uh, I don't know. I was just mad at the whole thing.
1: All right. Now, the one thing we saw, yes, I think the Action Network uh, posted this. The Knicks, if you put $100 against the Knicks, I guess on the money line, which would be crazy. Some of these games you'd be winning like, uh, like eleven dollars or something. But if you did that, what do they have? Seventeen in a row. How many losses, Brian? Seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Ninety-three yeah. twenty-two. You net nine thousand three hundred twenty-two dollars yeah. on the hundred. Where are we? I mean, I guess we shouldn't have figured seventeen, but that's a lot of money just off a hundred dollars. Wow.
5: Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do. Our brother Brian, where are you? You're at at the yeah, brother Brian, T- right? Yeah, I'm at the brother Bri. uh, yeah, Brian. Yeah, trying to figure out things to tweet about yeah not a lot going on but uh i know darren partly kid he can get into it he's he's a little upset still so all right yeah we'll yeah, get to him in a second for.
1: brother bry you did have uh you, you hit a l- little slumping a little with the with the wrestling at the college wrestling there's yeah, pro wrestling well, you know
5: what i you was bet pro wrestling, the wrestling this wrestling weekend last <laughs> week because yeah. i last week i wanted to do uh i've gotten mad at the i mean i for as much as i love wrestling i've gotten mad at it because you know, they put out these betting odds, and then I wanted to bet Penn State against Ohio State last weekend. But then it's like you don't know who's in the lineup until three seconds before the match starts. And by the time you know who's in the lineup, then all of a sudden the odds are off the board. So I was getting so mad at that, but I should have just bet Penn State last week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my, that, was, that was my fault.
3: All
1: right. Happy brother Bry Harry. Where are you coming from?
5: I'm at AAO
3: Harry. And again, just if uh, you haven't got enough of me, check me out on Joe Housen's, uh <laughs> New podcast called Fairway Rolling, where we talk golf, betting, and of course, betting on golf. <laughs> I love it. All right. Are we
5: going to get to listen to it this time, Harry?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think I'm, I'm already getting slammed on Twitter already. So You are? Because he, po- he posted, yeah, he posted it. see. Uh, so house talks to two ringer staffers and a, ga- and a gambler about golf. You really <laughs> ruined the Todd Billson.
1: Oh no, 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 no. It's only going to get better. And listen, right. listen, if, if they didn't on. like I, you before, I, let, let me tell here. a story, Harry, this will a really, uh, this will really boost your Q rating here. I think you just, you, um, I've now heard about it from a few people, but I think you told us last week, what is the morning routine now with you and your boss with, uh, as it relates to coffee?
3: Oh, well, uh, I, I jet out in the morning, uh, I mm-hmm. get him breakfast, which includes, uh, A small coffee with just cream. And Mm -hmm. by the time I get returned, sometimes it's not to his liking in terms of how (laughs) warm the coffee is. Right. So, which you know, we can all understand that if you're a (laughs) coffee drinker. We can all understand. So Mm -hmm. uh, now um, I am to check the temperature of the coffee. And it needs to be anywhere from 145 to 160. And, right. and and once the thermo- thermometer, you had to buy a thermometer for this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So once it's at one forty-five, one sixty, <laughs> it's good enough to give them. Okay, and I heard it,
1: it, uh, it went even further than that. If you hand them coffee that is not in that range, then you lose a day off? Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're laughing at your ridiculous <laughs> wife, but I think that I, I heard that that's the case. <laughs>
3: It may happen. No, that's not official, but that 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 could happen. <laughs> it's Just not right official. No. I that's I uh... illegal,
2: Harry. <laughs> hey, what do you think of this? This is insane. He's like an indentured servant. <laughs> oh, Harry. <okay>. Harry, <laughs> Harry! come on! Fight back! Fight the power! I know, Tate. Fight I know.
1: <laughs> Fight back! You have a microwave, Wait. right? <laughs> yeah. Can you throw in the microwave for fifteen seconds? A little trial and error—you'll figure it out. If the right number is fifteen or twenty-five or eight or something, no? A Need a thermometer the for this?
5: Need them, yeah. Can it okay. get too? Can it get? It can get too hot, Harry.
3: It can. That's then. I then I gotta hold off a little bit until I give it to him. Probably wait another minute. And, uh, you know, and then test it again. <laughs> this is fantastic.
1: This is the dumbest thing I've ever. I don't know. <laughs> We may have to tell Vince Young about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is unbelievable. All right. Uh, Parlay kid, you're fired up. You have all of Twitter fired up. Your your followers in Des Moines are furious at, uh, Section 11 <laughs> athletics. Tell everybody why.
4: Well, Sam, you know, my son Kyle's uh, on the high school basketball team. They got a good team. They've had a nice year. They've, uh, they're 17 and four. They're in the final eight of their, uh, Class A playoffs here. Um, they probably really got hosed with the seeding, uh, being that they got a five seed and uh, probably should have really been no worse than a four and probably a three, being that they beat the three seed by 20 points this year. But whatever. All right, with the five seed, we have to go to wine dance. Now, you're very familiar with the school wine dance. Of course. As on, uh, we used to play them in football. And on Friday nights, you would prank the players of oh, yeah. wine dance. You'd go through the white pages and call every one of their houses and pretend right. you were Coach Cusimano and mm-hmm. want to know why they weren't home yet, or stuff like that. That's what you used to do. Kind yeah, of right. funny. Um, yeah, well, I didn't
1: get to play a lot that year, so uh, <laughs> that was my way of uh, injecting myself into the game. You right. were the Brian Hoyer of... Uh... That's exactly yeah, right. <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. Exactly. So so anyway, Sal, uh, two weeks ago, Ryan Danch, uh, had a brawl at the end of their basketball game not even involving the other team. It involved their own spectators fighting each other. Okay? when uh, players were also involved. There's video footage you made, like, New York, you know, Channel 4, Channel C- NBC, ABC, CBS News here, as well as the local news here, all over the place. It was a big brawl. Um, so now Wyandanch is cracking down on security, and they're not allowing certain members of families like uncles aunts, to come to the game tomorrow for a playoff game. This could be my son's last game. And what mm-hmm. they're saying is brother Bry can't go because he's not a parent or a member of the student body. And this is only because section 11 in the first place gave Wyandanche a home game. They can control where the game is played. They never should have allowed Wyandanche to have a home game. They had a brawl last year as well. Uh, this happens usually at least once a year there, uh, and there's you know a, a lot of security issues at that school, and um, just not right that the, that uh, they're limiting security, uh, limiting um, spectators on the on our side. Mm. Uh, well, why not play at a neutral site then if they're worried about it? Why Go not ahead. play? Why not play at a John Glenn? Um, this isn't this isn't a John Glenn issue. This is a wine edge issue. It's affecting the Members of the Glenn community, the Elwood community, when it should not be at all. So, bad <laughs> job by Section 11 of not doing the right thing and making sure Wine did not have a home game in these basketball yeah. playoffs. Okay.
1: So, Uncle Brother Bri can't sit. So, what are they
5: doing? Do you have so to show we're gonna ID get, get Brother We're going to get Brother I'm going mean, to yeah, I'm gonna have to sneak into
4: this. <laughs> yeah, you we're, we're going to show get ID, in. though, to prove that you're his student. Yeah. Bo- students have to show ID. Parents, I think they're going to have a list I, I, of parents that will be there. Uh, mm-hmm. And grandparents, that's who's allowed to come. Like, I, I, right now, I don't even think siblings would be allowed to come, like older siblings. It's, it's this crazy, is the stupidest that?
1: thing I've ever... Aside from yeah. uh, getting making sure your boss's coffee is at an exact temperature, this might be the dumbest, single dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the fact that Section 11 is
4: letting Dance dictate these rules, which is mm-hmm. incredible. So... They're the governing body. They should, they are really at fault here um, for this Uh, all around, all around. It's a terrible job by them. Terrible. Right.
1: All right. And why why is everyone fighting? No, I don't understand why everyone's fighting. If you go to a game, you should just be like the parlay kid. Just hate your son and your other son (laughs) that's playing. Don't worry. Don't hate the other fans. Right. Take your frustration out on the kids. My son's
4: biggest, I'm my son's biggest fan. I can't wait for this game, Sal. This is going to (laughs) be, Fantastic! I, yeah, it excited. really is going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game. Um, been if 100% like, behind this team.
3: Yep. Far, like, can we can get odds on a fight on the the by the crowd again?
4: What's the line on the scenes game? Scenes? Yeah, and a fight. Let's get I the just line, get man. on the officials. I will. I will ride officials that they're making bad calls. There's no doubt. Oh There's no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And Brian Wined knows. Windage, because of their whole team. I'm going to say they're like minus one and a half. That's pretty and much a pick. Bro-
1: Bri picked eight and a half. And I think Glenn won by nine last week. Right. Yeah. yeah you're you're, you're sure, right in right on
5: the
2: number.
1: All right. All right. Go, go uh, Kyle, go Deshaun, bring it home, make it to the final four. Uh, Kate, have you ever heard of anything like that?
2: No. Well, I mean, yes, of course. That is a high school basketball fight. I've never heard about banning of the family members. That's uh that's some next level stuff, especially an uncle. I feel like an uncle's close enough. I could ever say maybe cousins. Yeah. They're just
4: trying to limit the amount of people that come into the game. So they've restricted it. I mean, It's mind boggling. It shouldn't matter on our side who comes into the game or not, really. Uh We have nothing to do with the, the fact that their own fans fought each other two weeks ago,
1: like a huge draw. Crazy. We Well, uh, to be fair to Section Eleven, though, and uh, the, and, and Uncle Uncle Brother Bry, there probably eighty percent of those involved in the brawl were uncles of the players that <laughs> <laughs> wind it, right? Isn't that how it goes? I don't know. Baby all right, Brother Bry, I I do think you're a security risk. Just uh, people pointed out just by his association, some of these people <laughs> appearing on the podcast. But uh, all right, uh, Parlay Kid, keep us updated on Twitter. Where where are you? At on the Twitter Chalk now? Soccer, Sal.
2: At the Chalk Soccer.
1: Yeah, all right. It'll be and fun. Tate, Tate where, uh, where are you, UNC? You still have two games against Duke.
2: Yeah, we got a lot. There's a lot to go in the ACC. We got uh, at Cameron Indoor next Wednesday night, which will be a good game. And then uh, we got Carolina. Duke will play at Carolina in early March, and then we'll have the ACC tournament. So there's a lot to go in that uh, Zion saga. Nazir Little, our our Zion uh, counterpart, I guess, on on our side of things, we, you know, went down with an injury. So that's something to keep an eye on. Hopefully he'll be healthy next Wednesday. Uh, yeah, but college basketball, one shining podcast, myself, Mark Titus, two times a week now talking about all the games and then against all odds every Wednesday. That's all it is.
1: Very Not, good. We're very excited about uh one shining podcast, getting down to the nitty gritty. I'm sad to see that, uh, the GM report is gone one shining podcast, uh, GM street, rather, um, one shining podcast, get uh, very similar, very as informative, but probably Thirty or thirty-five fewer F bombs, right?
2: I think it's twenty-five. <laughs> that's the line of F bombs going in. Okay, every time, <laughs> 25.
1: So twenty-five. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Watch Locking In Monday through Friday, four thirty to five thirty Eastern on FS1. Jimmy Kimmel Live, eleven thirty-five tonight, and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Master Tate Frazier. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nine, nine, nine.
0: Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book awesome hotels at amazing rates. They're like a matchmaker between top-rated hotels with unsold rooms and people who want to book those rooms. And Hotel Tonight isn't just for last-minute bookings. You could book for tonight, tomorrow, and beyond. It's perfect for planners, procrastinators, and everyone in between. Find sweet deals at cool hotels you'll actually want to stay at. Go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now.